What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's big brother, and we live with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's big brother. We back for the Saturday night sit down, and tonight I got the honor and pleasure sitting down with content creator Robert Williams Jr. What's going on, boys? What's going on, Freddie? Thank you for having me on, man. No, absolutely, man. Just as I said, you know, it is it is a true honor for me to have you here, and just um, even more. Like I said, I think. Um, you know, the Lord speaks to us in different ways, you know what I mean? There's more and more affirmation that I'm on the right path and I'm doing the right thing with my show. So, again, I thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate you. Not a problem, man. Not a problem at all. So, you know, uh, the whole reason I started this show, right, um, you know, growing up, I, I went through a lot of, and I think we all have, right? Everybody went through these trials and tribulations trying to figure out how it is to become a man and what it is to be a good person and establish ourselves in adulthood. Um and seeing all that pain and trauma that I went through, especially when I had my son, really kind of opened my eyes. Like, you know what? I got to teach him how to be a man and how to avoid these pitfalls and really how to understand that. So I thought I'd take it a step further and really reach out to all these young individuals in the next generation and start helping us break these generational curses and all these things. Because also, too, you know, I, all mo the majority of my friends, you know, my really close friends, their father weren't in the picture for one reason or another. You know, either they were in jail, they passed away, they walked out you know, what have you, I mean, through a whole gamut of all those things. Um, and seeing the struggle and, and things that they had to go through trying to find themselves was very difficult. So by by sitting down and speaking with men like yourself to give this next generation positive role models and people with good influences to really lead them on the right path is my ultimate goal, man. So again, thank you for coming here and sharing your knowledge, man. And thank you for having this platform, man. It's, it's deeply important to have brothers out there that's, that's uh, you know, they actually care and actually, you know, want to want to do some good and do better. And especially when it comes to the kids, man. So, you know, you you having this platform and bringing other people on to speak their experiences is totally awesome. So I thank you for having me on. Awesome, man. So my, my first question to all the guys here, right, when I have them sit down is really, if you think about it and you look at all the qualities and characteristics, what do you feel are some of the most important ones to have uh, to be a good person or be a good man? Uh, number one, I would say is communication, uh, real communication too. Not, not, not just being forceful. Us as men, uh, we, we, we tend to think that just being strong and being a loud voice, being a loud presence is the way to go to speak to kids, to get them to understand you, uh, so to speak. But I just think that communication bringing it down a level, uh, speaking to people, like, like, like actually communicating the truth uh, in, a, in a lower tone, I think it has, has been the number one thing, the biggest attribute that, that I've applied to me, especially with being a father, not, not, not just a, a, a man, but being a father and speaking to my, my, my son especially, getting him to understand things that I'm trying to communicate to him, uh, Heart to heart, face to face, just letting you know that hey, I'm I'm not perfect. You know, I've been through some things in my life, uh, and 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 I I just want to see you do a little bit better than what I did. I want to see you be successful in life. Uh, so communication, I, I I would say, is the number one thing because growing up, 
Uh, I, I had a father who I, I didn't live with him, you know, for a long time. My, my father was in the military. And so we lived with him. It was him and my mom when we first grew up. Uh, they And they were married. We traveled a little bit. But um, and so they, they split up at the age. I was about five years old. We went back to New Jersey after traveling um, with, with him. Uh, but we went back to live with him as teenagers. And his thing was just to be so, so forceful. And it worked. It, it, was, it, it was parts of that that was good. Right. But he needing somebody who, 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 who could just speak to me, you know, instead of just flexing muscle, uh, was, was was something that I saw that I had to teach my son. Um, and so, like, his, his his whole thing was just being forceful. He was a drill sergeant. And so... Oh, wow. Uh, communication. And I speak to my dad now, and we thank him because there's a portion of us that needed that sternness, that... that Absolutely. That, you know, speak to us, tell us, don't, don't, don't cut no slack on us kind of thing. And he did that. But I, so I, I would take some stuff that what he taught me and apply it to what uh, I do now with my son. But communication, sorry to be so long with it with that answer. No, absolutely. No, no. Communication is, 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 is the biggest thing that I, I, I would say helped me out. And I think um, what are your recent posts really shows that because, you know, and I, and I felt it and I seen as a father, you know, seeing the joy in your eyes too when your son was recording your conversations, you know what <laughs> I mean? And, and and hearing that and going back, I mean, that must have been like, you know, to you just validation, like, you know what, I'm kind of do I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path with something. So I think that that how how did you hear that and how did that really make you feel inside, man? If you could put that into words. Oh man, it was it was crazy because like I I go on one of the things I was speaking about my father, who was who was a great man. He would have these conversations where he would sit down and just like like talk for probably about a whole hour, and and I I, I really really enjoyed that because it, it was a side of him that showed us that we that that he actually cared, and so it's something that I wanted to implement in being a father myself, and so uh, I, I I've seen it work, and so it's, it's something that I've been doing since since they've been little since they've been able to understand language. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, you know, to hear him, he played it one time, like I was just in the kitchen, I was making a sandwich and this was the other day and he plays YouTube videos all the time. And so like, he's playing, he's playing this one guy and I'm like, man, this guy is going in. It was about a whole minute before I recognized the voice as being mine. And so when I, when, when, when I heard it, First, I got a little chuckle off of it. I'm like, oh, man, so my, because my kids are pranksters, just like right. me. <laughs> you know, they record me, and then they play me, and then they play it later, and they're putting, like, peace signs and all of this stuff behind my head. But it was a conversation. It, it was a recording that I never heard them play back for me before. And I was, I was going in. I was, like, really having a moment. So to have him, him play that, and and then and, and and it being a message at first i was like what do you why, why did you record me and he was like dad like you 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 go in so hard um you know when your lectures is what they call it lectures um that sometimes we feel like we need to record it because you're really speaking some good stuff to us and we want to make sure that we get it all so we record wow. And go back and listen to it. Whether whether or not that that was the truth or not, I, I don't know. But 
when he said it and I looked in his eyes, it was like I, I felt it and I said, wow, I've never heard that before. And I, I honestly, I just like I've got real. I got emotional, you know, it hit me. Absolutely. In my, because him especially like I, like there's there's times, you know, you want to see your sons, especially like you want them to grow up and be and be men like 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 you want them to take charge of life and just be responsible and be respectful and take care of your, your yourself. So if you have a family one day, you know, you can implement these things that you learn. And the same thing for my daughter, you know, with her, but my, my wife is more instrumental when mm-hmm. bringing her up to be a, a, a young lady, but for my son, that's on me. Right. So right, right. to hear that he actually lived, cause there's times I'm sure that you know about and several people know about, What's going on, knowledge? Uh, um, like you think that you you don't know how much they're hearing you, you mm-hmm. know. And but but you don't want to overdose them, you know, because that's something that I learned. My father talked so much, I was like, I'm not gonna get all of this stuff. But with technology now, right. my son took it one step further and said, Yo, I'm I'm gonna listen to this later. So it hit me, it hit me right here, and I I, I was so happy. I said, I gotta. I got to let the people know this right here because he he hit me right here on that. <laughs> no, and it's, it's key, too, because those, those talks with your father as a young boy, you know, really stand out. You know, my, my dad is very, um, I don't want to say antisocial, but what, what I learned about him, right, he doesn't get everybody his time because he knew that not everybody's worth his time. You know, if he were to sit down and spend time with you, know, was, you know you were important to him. Right. You know, because it wouldn't do that with just anybody. Um, and it was a lot of times, so, you know, like growing up, I'm watching, you know, you know uh, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you see Uncle Phil talking to Will and having those deep conversations or Carl Winslow and all these other dads on TV really having these heart to hearts. And my dad really wasn't one for those, um, you know, as much as I thought like I would want to, because again, I'm watching these on a weekly basis, you know what I'm saying? Or these shows reruns every day. So you think it's supposed to happen constantly. <laughs> um, but I did realize as I got older, there was times, you know, when I would be out because he always tried to fake it, too. Like, I'd be out, you know, running the shoes with my friends until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'd come through the crib, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. You woke me up. I, I, I know you was waiting for me, man. Like, you don't know how to play it. Like, you know what I mean? But it was his way of showing that he cared. And those were the times, too, at those 1, 2 o'clock in the mornings and stuff that, you know, he would open up to me about things that I, I would – that really stuck out to me because i never seen that side of him, you mm-hmm. know, on a regular – because always, you know, up in his room or, you know, to himself. He's very quiet and all those things. And then they would, we'd have these talks where – he would get emotional in a sense where he was really pouring out and letting me know his true feelings and what was going on through his head and, you know, and, and being very, very vulnerable. And it made me understand that that was okay to start because part of me, right. Well, I always seen him like, Oh, I can't, cause we, we seen that too, right? Like, you know, in the music or in the media, you know, it was dear man, you gotta, you can't show emotion. You gotta be strong. You don't talk about your feelings. You, you bottle everything up. You know what I'm saying? And you just keep moving. Like you're supposed to be so stoic and, and, and stone faced all the time, mm-hmm. but we're people, you know what I mean? We're still people, you know, and people feel, they feel pain. They cry, they get emotional, they hurt. You know, so it was very important to see those. So it is like, again, those heart to heart, those conversations really, really resonated with me and made me see, I have, I I know that I have a a, a deeper relationship with my dad because I know like my sister and my, 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 my brother, which again, like, I don't like to say it this way. He's my half brother because he's, you know, he has a different mind and everything, but that was never the case with our family. You know, we love him to have, he's around, but I understood that 
me and my dad because of I was willing to sit down and listen to him too. Because I know some people when they sit down, you want to talk to your kids, they kind of just sit there and just you know they're zoned out in their head. You know, they're not really paying attention, and you can tell that. But when my dad was, I would really because I like this is what I do now for a living. You know, I love talking to people, so I would sit and listen and ask him questions and really try to understand where he's coming from. And I think because of that, really helped us grow a, a much stronger bond than mm -hmm. I think anybody in our family. So yeah. I'm very grateful. I understand important, like you said, with Justin. So that's why when I seen that with Justin do that, and, you know, my, my son is he's about to be three in April. Oh, and okay. I just hope, you know, he's a little guy, he's a little guy. So yeah. I'm just hoping and praying that I leave that impact on him. You know, like I seen like Tom Brady, when he talked about his dad being his hero and all those things, like, you know, I want to be able to have that kind of impact, but I also have to learn how to be able to do that too. You know I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm I'm growing up and, and by talking to men like yourselves and seeing different inputs and seeing like, okay, now I know how to maneuver and try to better to better guide him as best as I possibly can to be able to have that bond. That's so right. it's so important. So it, I, I like when I seen that with your son and I, you know, even in the video of after post, like I see it in your face and in your eyes, you know, as a dad too, you know, knowing how proud that must have made you feel and, you know, like really let you know that you're on the right path. Like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing good, you know, cause we're, <laughs> Like I said before, one of my podcasts before, being a parent is terrifying. You it know, is. it is so scary, especially when you're going through traumas yourself as a child. You don't want to repeat those mistakes for your kids. You know, right? Yeah. Look, I, I tell I tell my kids all the time, or I used to, um, is that this is new for me too. I never I never looked at. They have handbooks. They have books to say, you know, parenting. This is what you're supposed to do. I don't read that stuff because no. I know that each situation is different every situation mm -hmm. is unique and have and has its own special spin to it so that's just kind of how i approach life like when it comes to me um using my my uh experience to handle a situation and being a leader and, and, and being confident i take on those challenges as they come so i tell them all the time like hey I only have two kids. So, yes, I'm the oldest person inside this household, but these things that come up, they're new to me. So let's mm -hmm. learn together. Under, understand, yeah. don't, don't try to play it like we're equal. And it took me a while to be, because I would, I would tell my kids, like, I would let them have the floor. I want to know how you're thinking. I want to know mm -hmm. how you feel about these situations. It's, it's not just going to be one-sided. Of course, as the, as, as the parent, I'm going to have the floor for majority of the time, but I want to know how you feel too. And this is something that I didn't get from my dad. Everything was one-sided. And so I said, nah, I gotta, I, I have to switch that up. So I've, I've cried. I've cried with my kids, my son, especially like we, we, we hug each other. That's something that I wanted him to know that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Men cry. It's yes. okay. Yes. Okay to put everything out there because it starts in home. You know, because and, and you can and I tell my son this, too. I just really want you to get it. If it doesn't come from me, if I'm not the best one that's putting this message out to you, if I'm not communicating it right to where it's not hitting, that's where they said it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. yeah. Um, then reach out to someone as a, mm -hmm. as a father. At the end of the day, I just want to know that you got it. You got mm -hmm. it. So if you had to go to, you know, your uncle's. You got to go to a, a, a teacher at school, a guidance counselor. That's all I want is that is, is for you to get it. I want you to be, I want you to grow to be a man. I want you to be a young man, experience everything that you have. So 
crying, holding them, and all of that stuff. Like I've I've been there, and it's it's really a great feeling. I'm a I'm, I'm a crier in anyway, right? I'll I'll cry on you, man, because it's it's just like life is so short, man. Um, and there's so much to cram in in that short amount of time. Mm -hmm. it, it scares you. It scares you sometimes because you're like, ah, I gotta. Hurry up and do I don't want to miss this. I want him to know this. I want him to know that. And time flies so um, fast that you feel like that you may leave some stuff out. But my son reassured me on that video that they're listening. They may not get it all. They may get right, right. They may get stuff from here. But he heard some of that that you said, and that's all I really want is that you get you, you get some of it, and you know you grow up to be the best person that you can be, and. You know, you could say at the end of the day that I learned something from my dad. No, and you touched on a couple of good points there, too, because I know one thing that we all say that, too, and, and I know our parents been there. For starters, right, when I, when I became a parent, I started to understand that my parents were learning how to raise me as I was growing up. It wasn't like they had no platform or any of those things. They were learning as, I'm, as, as, as we're going. Because that's what I'm seeing now with my own kids. And also, too, like you, like I said before, like even if my parents or there was a, they, they gave me a play-by-play -play handbook on everything they did for every situation, my kids are going to handle it differently because they're different people. So it's not going to be the same outcome. Right. You know, and even, like I said, with two kids, my daughter and my son are two totally different personalities. Totally you know what I mean? Like, so I got to coach differently to each one and try to adapt to each one differently because – they're not going to respond the same way. And like you said that too, I know we've all been there where, where our parents would be like, you know, I told you this a million times, but you hear it from somebody else and it just clicks. Like, you know what I mean? But I told you the same thing, but it wasn't, maybe it was, it was a delivery that was a little bit different. Exactly. Or something like that, that made me resonate. So exactly. I'm a very firm believer in that and it takes a village. You know, I love that saying. I grew up in like a little cul-de-sac myself too. So, and we mm -hmm. knew that too. You, you was doing wrong. All the neighbors had a chance of whipping you behind before you got home to get you right <laughs> into place. You know what I mean? So it, it was important to have that community aspect because all of us, like, like you said about life, right? We can't cram all of life experiences in one lifetime. It's impossible. It's so impossible. By dealing with other people and understanding their points of views and seeing this, we get to understand life a little bit better and expand and grow because we have different uh, uh, looks uh, and different people's point of views on certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, and then part of growing up, right, and becoming a person, becoming a good man, um, one has to have very strong morals, right? So for you, what are some of your key morals that you, you live by on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, I, I would say, uh, respect, uh, that's the, that's really, really big on me on, uh, on, on how I feel and how I approach life. Uh, cause, um, so much craziness going on in the world. I just, I just firmly feel on being on the good side of that. And so respecting others is something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, whether or not I, I, I receive it back, I try not to um, base base how I feel on what I get from other people. Because if I did that, like I, I get so much negative feedback, or or if I was to get negative feedback, for me to retaliate with that just means that they want. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you not how I want to be treated. I'm gonna treat you how you want to be treated. Because the platinum rule, I call that. Right, right, right. Because it's just like you said, everybody is different, right? I, I, I really consider myself to be tough skin, or, or let let me just use my kids as an example. My, 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 my daughter, my son has tough skin, 
right? You, you got to crack them open to really find out how we feel sometimes. My daughter is the opposite. She, she'll, she'll cry on you and all of this stuff. So I can treat her or him a little bit tougher than I treat her because I know that that's his personality. I'm, it's, it's, it's still respect, but there's a little bit more that I can give to him is like but like we're uh, still respecting him at the same time but approaching it differently i'm kind of messed that up a little bit but uh yeah respect is 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 key because i've seen it i've seen it work where like it it just works wonders man if i just respect if i put respect out to the world um it it'll, it'll come back to me so that's one more that i go off of and uh uh just just being positive that's probably the other one. That, like, it's just respecting positivity because putting positivity out there to people um, in, a, in a world that's so crazy, like I mentioned before, is so, so important because we need more people to, you know, just come out there and put good out to the world. And so uh, my, my, my kids, you know, I, I tell them that, but they already have it. Like, I guess they, they got it from me and my wife because we're the same, we're, we're the same way her more than me you, you know if she goes somewhere if we go out somewhere you know she, she she never wants to leave the party everybody loves her like she really pushes positivity out me i'm i'm, I'm look i, I got I, I don't know it could be because i'm from jersey uh, or, or how i but i'm a little bit like it takes a little bit more to crack me but once i'm open i'm i'm, I'm all the way open and I'll, I'll talk more but i'm not pushing negative it's just the look that i give off i guess it's like Okay, this guy doesn't want to be bothered. I've heard this on several different. Nah, it's not that. You know, it's just that you got to get to know me to, to, to have me, you know, put it out there like that. But uh, positivity, yep, respect and positivity are probably the two biggest morals that that I uh, apply to my life and I try to push out to people. Yeah, no, I'm a very. Uh, I say that too. I think I'm a very positive person uh, for the most part. And I understand like you mean that too, because I mean for myself too, I, I can definitely be the life of the party you know what i mean i'm a very social person mm -hmm. um but also too like in new environments i gotta feel the room you know and i think i get that from my dad too to understand like who's really for this vibe or who can feel you know what i mean like because i'm not gonna give out that energy in a place where it's not welcome or where people are gonna reciprocate differently you know what i mean they gotta just kind of gauge and feel what's going on before like you said we crack open or become that 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 person you know yeah um, or again like you know we, we, i'm a very you you feel the vibe of a place you know you feel very like, I remember um, going to Venezuela, right, to visit my, my wife's family out there for the first time, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was a little kind of hesitant because, again, you know, it's a whole different environment and stuff, and it's kind of new people that I'm meeting, you know, and, and her uncle, you know, as soon as I met him, it was just instantaneous, like, connection, man. Like, you know, I, he was just such an amazing, positive vibe, and I felt that. I just felt at home, and, like, you know, he was part of, like, the people in my family and just being able to be completely open. So it's important to, to feel the vibe and feel the room to get to understanding of people. So I definitely understand seeing that, that, that part of it. Um, and I know like you, you talked about a little bit before, because another one of my questions that comes to about our dads, right. And having the impact on that and how he was, you know, in the military and a drill sergeant and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know that you said that your parents divorced when you were five during that time frame. you know, when, you know, from that and to when you got to back to living with him, how was your relationship with him? Do you guys still stay in contact that or what was that time period for like for you? That's a great question. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I tell people all the time because um, when they when they separated and we went back to New Jersey when he was five and he went off to do his military thing, he would still call home. He came to visit us 
me and my my other two brothers. I, I got two old two. I'm the middle boy. I got an older brother and a younger brother. Um, but he would call. He would come visit maybe uh, once. Sometimes it'd be like every year, once a year. Sometimes it'd be two times a year. But he would call. He would call my mom first, right? And so from there, he would pass the phone over to us, and we would just hear his voice. So this is what I tell people all the time. If you're not with the mother of your child, if you don't, if you don't see the kid like that, just the sound of your voice and, you know, letting the kid know that you care can work wonders because I felt like just from those conversations and they would be like five minute conversations and it would be like maybe once every two months, it was enough to get me by and saying that my father cares about me. I know who my wow. father is. And so it wasn't deep conversations. It was just, hey, boy, yeah, hey, hey, you doing good in school? How you doing on that football field? You working? You working on your jump shot? And my dad was not a sports guy either, right? He, he couldn't. I saw my dad dribble a basketball once. <laughs> and I said, you ain't got to take me to play ball no more. But he would ask me about sport because I was really into sports. That was that was all it took. Some kids need more. Maybe it was my personality to where I felt like this is this is great right here. I'm living with my mom who's doing an absolute great job, but I just heard my dad's voice, you know. And so, but um, once we once we um left once we left uh, my mom, which I cried like a baby leaving her, uh, and went to move with him, um. It was it, it 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 was it was great. I felt like I don't know. Uh, I really didn't want to move with him because uh, I, I was okay with how things were, and I knew that he was in the military. I didn't want to move on a military base, and he was like one of those. You know, I said he was a drill sergeant, so he he really took his military thing serious. So I was already tipped off by my little brother who was already there that. You know, daddy is a, he's a stickler for discipline. And I'm like, oh boy. So we went there, we moved there. Um, and we had like, like he would try to cram in a bunch of things that he didn't get a chance to do when we were, mm -hmm. you know, uh, between the trying to make up a time. He was trying to make up for lost time. And, uh, and so that, that kind of, I wouldn't say strain the relationship, but um, it was it, it it was like we we saw that it was not a facade. It was just too much for teenage kids to try to like listen to everything that you're saying and trying to cram in you know eight years of lost time. Uh, but he was a great guy. He was a good guy. We knew that he cared. That was enough for me. Um, luckily for me though, because we went, he had to go to Desert Storm. This was in nineteen. Wow. 93 and just after six months we had to go back because we we were staying with him and my my um my my uh, uh stepmother and her kids it didn't work out they sent us back to new jersey and uh, so we went back to live with him again once he came back that lasted for a year and then we went back to new jersey again and uh but no uh it was it, it was great that he reached out to us. That was really all we needed to know that is that he 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 was there. We had male figures and a lot my grandfather, my mm -hmm. older brother was five years older than me and he thought he was my dad. 
You know, we ripping and running the streets, and he would always come there to, you know, if he smelled alcohol or saw that our eyes were red, he would grab us up. That was great. So uh, that goes back to the whole village thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that 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 time frame that we spent with him was 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 really really good. It was it, it was needed. Um, in some way, shape, or form, it, it it was definitely needed just to know that you know somebody else was in our lives that that was a male figure that um, actually cared for us. Because I know a lot of guys that I talk to, too, whose dad, you know, or they made those promise, I'm going to come see you and never showed up and all those things really let them develop what was, we know, abandonment issues, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and it always makes me go back to that to that scene in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, when his dad, and, and that was just such an impactful scene because... Yeah. So many young men feel that, and it, it it showcased that too. You know how he tried to like man up, like oh, you know, I don't need him, and really put on a front to try to hide his feelings, but it was just too much to bear. Yeah, you know. So I think that is, and it's key that, like you said, and and I guess that goes to that, like you didn't really missed out, felt like you missed out because he was reaching out and calling you guys every so often, and when he could come in to visit and really being there. So it wasn't like, you know, you're hearing this man on the phone talk about yeah, I'm gonna come see you and never showing up, or you know, I'm gonna call you tomorrow and never calling for you, but and all those things. So. Right. I think that's very important, like you said, too, that they just – just just try. We don't got to be perfect parents, man, but you got to try. Just you got to try. try and do that. That's right. That's right. Just just, just put an effort out because we, as, as parents and fathers, we think that the kids really don't see, you know, uh, through whatever's going on with us, right? They see all of that, right? They may not speak on it. They may not see it. Like, I tell my dad and my mom stories now that they're blown away. They're like, you remember that? Yeah, mm -hmm. you were eight years old. I remember it. I don't know how, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. you said or did, and, and I, I just remembered it. So um, it's very important for fathers to, you know, just put some effort out there. Just let them know that you care and you, you, you know, you acknowledge being their father, number one. Right, and, right. Uh, you, you know, you want to you know, see them be the best person that they can be in life. Now, with those times, I know he, he was, you know, in and in and out of your life and stuff. But what do you think is one of the biggest things that you learned from your dad? Uh, one of the biggest things that I learned from my dad, I would have to say responsibility. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just just that, that drill sergeant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just waking up and being where you're supposed to be at at the time that you're supposed to be there, uh, and taking ownership. Um, but what one one thing that I I really learned from him because my dad was kind of like he's from Trent, New Jersey, uh, which which is kind of you know a little little bit on the hood side, uh, but that wasn't him at all. And so to hear him say. Uh, he said to me one time, he said, son, and I will never forget. He said, you have to tell people what you want to. No, he, he said, if people are bold enough to ask you what they want to ask you, you have to be bold enough to give them the answer that you want to give them. And that, that came at a time where I, I was a little bit hesitant. I was non-confrontational. I would just rather, you know, just... You know, not 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 deal with, you know, stuff that was happening around me, right? So, uh, I, I would just run it. So it was usually coming from, you know, someone who 
maybe wanted something or you know was asking me for something that I really uh, I wanted to say no to. So he taught me how to just stand up, stick your chest out, and the first time I did it, I, I was I was nervous, and I did it. But after I did it, I couldn't stop like being mm. like telling people, "Hey, this is how I feel," and you know it may not be you may, it may not be the answer that you want to hear. You may not like it, but this is me. This is this is how I'm going to voice this. And you know, if there's backlash from it. It's something that I I have to accept. But at least I was honest in telling you how I felt. So um, taking ownership and and being responsible, and then just you know saying how I how, how I felt. And this is great because like 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 I said, his this is how big his impact was because we didn't live with him that long. Um, but we were listeners. All of my brothers, we, we say the same thing. We sit around and we, we talk to him sometimes. He's in Seattle, Washington right now. Um, but we call him to let him know that, hey, yeah, we didn't see you for a lot, but we saw the work that you put in. And we just want to tell you, you know, thank you. Because him and my mom are night, they're night and day, complete opposite. Uh, my mom is a little bit, I, I got a lot of my mom personality. This is, you know, the TikToks. And silly side, that's all of my mom right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was. We just had to let him know that he, he he did a great job with his with his boys, and we deeply appreciate him because uh, we've seen our friends, you know, and our our family members, uh, our family members, other male family members who didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we were deeply appreciative for what he had to display to us. You know, and when you said that, it made me think of. Of this quote um, that I heard like about, like about a year ago that really changed my life because I was just like that too, very scared. I, I was a people pleaser, you know what I mean? Like you just don't want to make everything. And then I, I seen this quote and it like brightened up everything for me, but it goes, you could either say something and mess everything up or say nothing and mess yourself up. Mm, that's right. And, and, and I realized that a lot of the depression and all the anxiety and the stress that was going on was because I was doing that to myself because I didn't want to say anything for right. fear of besetting other people, but yeah. it was destroying me inside in a mm -hmm. way that was so toxic and dangerous. You know, and I've been there, like I said, I've, I've contemplated suicide because I had a, a couple suicide attempts and stuff like that because of that reason, you know, and then I started to realize, you know, it's, you know what? And it brought me back to another thing that my mom would always tell me because my mom would always say that, you know, I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Wow. And awesome. that was another thing that I was like, wow, because she was, you know what? Like, listen, she just, she's so, you know, like they say, no hair on her tongue, whatever. Just brutally honest is what it is. If you like it, great. If you don't, whatever. But you can't be mad at her because at least you know exactly how she feels and what's going on. You, you know don't. what I mean? Like, so you can't. You know, you can't have it both ways. So, you know, I, that that was something that I kind of had trouble growing into. But combining those two quotes and stuff like that really helped me to overcome a lot of things and really better myself and make me a better person for my kids. Because yeah. if I didn't do that, then I would be, you know, putting them at risk, you know what I mean? Or, you know, endangering them because I was too scared to say something or do something or whatever. You know, that's what, like, I had to do that with my family. Like, you know, they were... They get on me, too, because, like, on holidays and Christmas, you know, being from the Puerto Rican family, they'd be all out, and they'd be out to, like, 1, 2 in the morning partying, and, you know, us kids would be sleeping on random people's beds because our parents wanted to be out at the party. So, but that's not me. So, like, at 6 o'clock, I'm leaving. Like, listen, I'm going home. I was like, what? I was like, my kids got to get into the shower, 
and go to bed. I need to respect their time and respect that too and respect my sanity. You know, and before I don't think I would have had the gall to say that. And also a big part is that my wife is like that too. You know, she's a, she's a huge, huge part of the man that I am today and helping me grow um, and, 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 and become that. Um, and, um, you know, and since I'm on that now, because we were talking about, because I have another show, right, where I do, it's called Fab with Fab, where we're just a bunch of group of guys, we're talking a place to be vulnerable and talk about our feeling and things that help, you know, tr change our lives and just be really open about things. And we started talking about, you know, our wives. And the majority of us, we've seen that we had women in us who are very supportive. And that's something that I've seen with you and your wife, which is another thing, too, that like another why I connected with you so much is seeing how supportive she is with you and being in those videos and really being a team player. So how does how does that make you feel knowing that you have that support, man? It is awesome. It is really, really awesome uh, because let me see if I can get this quote right. And if it applies to this, because I'm not, not, not a word on quotes, you, you got me just thinking about great quotes that I, <laughs> but um, it said that a man marries a woman hoping that she'll never change. And a woman marries, but, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get this right. Hold on. A man marries a woman hoping that she'll stay the same, but she doesn't. She grows up and a woman marries a man hoping that he'll change, but, but he doesn't. I'll jack that up. I'm going to answer. I'm going to come back to that one on the next show. Don't, don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> here since I've heard that quote, but it, it, it was, it was pretty much saying that um, when I first met my wife, I was, I was into arts. I was, I was rapping I was, you know, writing stuff down. I, I, I was into, you know, movies and writing scripts. The same thing that I'm doing right now. And so, um, and she would just support me. Like, she would say, hey, just go out there and just, uh, just be the best person that you can be in life. My number one supporter. And after 20 years, she has never, ever changed. She is my number one supporter. I thank her. I give her her, her her credit on that all the time because there's so many there's, there's so many times where I speak to other guys and they're like, my wife won't, you know, as it pertains to TikTok. I asked my wife to do a TikTok and she's like, get out of my face. I don't want to be bothered. It's like, wow, I could, I could only imagine now. She, my, my, my wife, people see her on TikToks and they, you know, it, it looks like that she's, you know, totally into it. That's not the case all the time. Sometimes it takes some convincing, you know, because she wants her her time to do her thing, to watch her shows and reality stuff. But um, I don't need her to do a TikTok with me to get support from her. She's already given me that. And I am so happy and blessed that, you know, that um, I, I, I landed this one because there's, there's so many you know, uh, people who I know that, mm -hmm. that man, I, I, I wish I had it like you. And that's just, you know, the nature of who she is. And I thank her all the time for that because it's great. But now people are telling her that she's doing so great on these TikToks helping me out. She she wants to help me more and more. So I'm, I'm winning and winning right there. Yeah, no, it, it is truly amazing because I, I, and I, and I've been through, I said this to a lot of guys, right? Like, you need to find a woman who wants you to do better and be better. Right. You know, who genuinely wants that. You know, I mean, a lot nowadays we've seen that, which 
which we got to be so careful with all these Instagram models and all these people out there really just trying to hustle to get you for something, you know what I mean? Or take, see what they can get out of you. Yeah. Um, and people are not wise enough to see that, you know, or they're intimidated by these women who have strong characters and, you know, know what they want and just say that, you know what I mean? Cause like, Oh, I don't want to hear that. But the, the other part of that coin, you don't want either, bro. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's going to sit there and really manipulate you to no end, yeah. you know? So it's gotta be very, very, careful you know I, I one of my things that like i said when i met my wife is that seeing how she had everything together she was just so independent and really just showing me that she was there for me and my time you know not for anything else or a free meal or what she can get out of me or what i could do you know she was generally just there for me um and doing all these things and and, and like with with these shows right like you have your wife with the TikTok. every time i do one of these episodes man before i even post it, the first thing i do is i go to the other room and like hey, what you think let me get your feedback. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, you know, and she gives me her honest opinion. So she she has not missed an episode. You know, she's there religiously watching and encouraging me and things that I need. And, and you know, if I need certain equipment or things like that or, you know, or even boasting me up, you know, because like even for this, right, I, w- I was telling my wife because when, when I reached out to you, you know, when you responded, I was like, oh, my God, like I'm so like, I, you know, I got this dude. He's going to be on my show, man. He's such a big name. And I mean, she was like, wait, honey, you're a big name. OK, remember That's that. Right. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You baby. Like, you know what I mean? And really just, you know, she doesn't, she won't allow me to talk down to myself. You know what that's I mean? Like, right. and without hesitation. So that's something that I'm so grateful and proud to have and blessed, you know, just to have somebody like that too. Because again, you know, we, we only have so much strength to keep pushing ourselves. So it's always good to have that support and really have somebody check you in that manner. So um, like I said, you know, seeing your wife in those episodes and doing that was just like another thing. Like, you know, he, he good, man. He's got a right woman there, you know. So I just wanted to tap in and see how that how was that for you. That is awesome, man. Because um, one of my one of my biggest my favorite words is is this. I'm not sure if that shows backwards or not, but that's dream, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So much the word dream is associated with with kids. Dream, dream high, aim, dream, just keep dreaming, right? And, you know, and then, but when reality hits or you get older, it's like your dreams fall apart. I try to be, you know, living proof that you can dream no matter what your age is. You know, it it may take, it may take a supporting cast, i.e. my wife, my kids helping me out with doing this and that, but dreaming starts with you like like you said that you had some depression going on you you know you were feeling down about yourself and you didn't know you know what was next and this and that my thing is you know and this is a little bit um this is this it's a gear off of dreaming is that you know i can fully help someone if i'm taking care of myself first if my things Mm -hmm. you know so life isn't perfect i'm not a perfect person i'm not a perfect man father or husband, but me just wanting to, me just setting a time aside time to make sure that I'm good. Now I can help and do other things that, you know, I can do for others. So it starts with you. If you just believe in you first, then, you know, there's infinite things that go from off of that. So me dreaming, me dreaming is just, you know, me having a thought of who I want to be in life, mm-hmm. you know, out like if there's aspirations or goals that I want to reach, you know, with I, I I had to I can't lose sight of that. And if I do, you know, you like you really have to you know find a a place like like because dreaming is just I mean we dreamt when we were kids we were 
wanted to be this and that, and you know, we want to be basketball players, but reality set in, and you know, you realize you don't, you can't dribble with your left hand that good. Then you find something else to dream about, but don't just let life deter you into a situation to where you know you can't have aspirations of some kind. Right. Uh, so that's what I try to put out to people, man. Is you know, take care of yourself. Be, you know, if you have goals and, you know, dreams that you want to achieve, make sure that that's in place first. And then when you do, you will see that, you know, when you speak to your kids, when you speak to your spouse, it feels a little bit different now because you believed in yourself. And yeah, so, yeah, dreaming, man, that's, that's, that, that'll always be something that I'll, you know, keep in my back pocket because it's, it's really changed my life, you know. Yeah, no, and it gives you when you dream, it goes kind of something else. It gives you purpose, right? Yeah, and 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 that's that's where where I know like I reached like a lot of depression like over these last couple of years. You know, I was I was laid off from a really good paying job. I was I wasn't feeling very uh, 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 as a provider as I should, and was just eating out on me and all these things. So it, it just I, I was so lost and so sad for so long because I didn't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when I when all these things clicked with my son, and then you know thinking about this podcast, things that I want to do really was like you know now and now I have a purpose of going on. You know, something that 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 motivates me. You know, every single week I made that promise to myself, like listen, I, I got to do an episode. You know, every single week I got to put some content. I got to do something every single, and not so much for the people out there, which again I do want to help you guys, but it's also therapy for me it helps me know that i'm doing something and it's giving me that peace of mind and you know what i mean like that that motivation and then like i said situations like this being able to sit down with you again just giving me affirmation and things like that that really just in place like you know you're doing just keep pushing you know what i'm saying all you gotta do is just keep going just keep going um so it goes like that you know because I, I, I do i have big dreams of where i want this show to take me and where i want my career to go and it and because of that dream it's given me such such purpose um yeah. in, in my life that I, I don't see myself ever stopping. You know yeah. I mean? And like you said, with a supporting cast, like our wives, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, just, it's just a constant, you know, kick in the butt whenever you start to like slow down a little bit, a little bit of mind, like, yo, you, you got this, you know? And and it's huge because, again, like this is the woman you want, you, you we chose to spend our lives with, you know, yeah. and we want to make them the most proud. So, you know, anytime like that where we hit get that hitting of getting them a little bit disappointed or not living up to our full potential, knowing how it's going to affect them, we just can't let that happen. You know, right. so right. Um, so it, motivation. You know. That's the that that's the key word that you said, man. Just, just just finding some motivation, and it's amazing, man. When when you do get some kind of motivation that springs up from somewhere, like you feel that you feel it, and mm-hmm. it just encourages you to, you know, to push it out in different directions. Like uh, because I was like, now I'm on this this trip where I'm just like on on this positivity spill and and I'm, I'm hoping to push it out a little bit more to people uh you, you know because I, I just feel the um the uh difference you know when, yeah. when you find some type of motivation and you start putting it out there but yeah definitely shout out to the to the to the wives because i i mean i've been married for 21 years and you know she she she's she's been the same woman since day one and i'm you know uh truly supportive of you know, what she's helped me with. You know, absolutely. And, and I know you said that about, like, the whole positivity thing and stuff. And I want to talk to you about your your most recent post because I came across that with the, the rap video, checking up on your boy. 
And, um, you know, that, that was beautiful, man. That is something that we need to do more. Cause I heard a couple guys talk about that too. You know what I mean? Like when we would just reach out to one of our homies, like, yo, how you doing, man? What's going on? And they were expecting us to ask for something. It's like, nah, I'm just, I'm just calling to make sure that you're good. Yeah. Make sure that you're straight. And it, 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 it's, it's sad that it catches us up off guard. And it's so important to have friends like that in our lives. And that's why I do like my other show, you know, to be able to sit down and talk with us and just check in and see what's going on, what's happening. Like for, like my episode yesterday, I sat down with a couple of guys and one of my friends um, last year, his, um, you know, his, his wife was, his girl was pregnant and they lost a baby at the end. You know, she had something where her, her intestines didn't grow inside of her and she passed, even after it was full term. And, you know, that's, uh, he was able to talk about that and open up with a group of guys that really, you know, understood and just let him be vulnerable, you know, and afterwards, you know, he reached out to me. He's like, listen, man, thank you. So I needed that, you know, and it's so important that we do those things because, you know, a lot, nine times out of 10, you know, we're, somebody asks, like, we're, I'm all right, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm okay. But yeah. really, we're going through so much pain and stuff like that, that we, we, in a sense, want to, but also have that fear that, you know, people aren't going to understand or they don't care. Because I was stuck with this mentality myself where it's like, I don't tell, you don't tell your problems to other people because 80% of them don't care and 20% are happier having them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so hard to find... Oh, somebody posted that the other day. Might have been you. Did, did, did you push put that in your uh, story or something? That's just something that. No, I, no, something that I heard a lot. But that that's that, that's something that goes on all the time. And it is true, yeah. You know, and another thing, what another like, I'm, I'm I'm big on quotes and stuff. One of my other favorite quotes by uh, it was uh, Winston Churchill, right? Because it's something that I think all of us as guys and as people we tend to affect this, right? And it goes in your twenties, you worry because you worry that everybody's talking about you. In your forties. You stop caring what people think. And when you're 60, you realize nobody cared in the first place. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> you know? So, huh? Winston Churchill said that one? Yeah, yeah, he said that one. And then that one was another eye-opener, too, because, again, like, you, you're always so worried, like, oh, I'm, I'm scared to do certain things because of what people might say or think. We ain't that worried about it. They, they all caught up in their own lives. You know, and we kind of do that to ourselves and trick ourselves out. And, and that also kind of forces us to shut down and not say certain things and speak on. So it's very important, like you said, which I wanted to give you, you know, kudos on that and, and, and seeing that. But that was very beautifully done because as men, we need to be able to reach out to each other, right? And know that because just as we're going through and suffering through certain things, you know what I mean? Like, so is the next guy. Because even in that conversation yesterday, you know, turns out that the other two guys that I was talking to, one of them, his wife had two miscarriages. So we understood what that was like and really wasn't able to open up to anybody because, right. you know, on that time too, we got to be strong for our wives because we don't want to see them because we know that they're suffering, you know, so we can't really feel what we want to feel, you know? So it's, 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 it's important that we find a safe place to be able to discuss that or even, you know, have people who care about us enough to reach out and say, hey, just talk to me, man. Like, I may not have the answers, but I know just getting off your chest is going to make you feel so much better, so Absolutely, much better. So, Absolutely, man. For years, I've, I've been the type of person to, to just shy away from that type of stuff, you know, just, just let, trying to let people know, you know, from the outside looking in it, I had everything under control and don't worry mm -hmm. But I, I, there was a form of me, a sense like that I was, I was really suffering. I knew it, but I didn't want nobody else to know. And so what I, what I realized that it came from somebody who was an elder, someone who, who was a little bit older than me, that, that, that lived something, that communicated something to me that said, you know what? It's okay, brother. You know, you keep doing what you're doing. Like everything would be good. You know, you pray and all of this stuff. And so 
that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm 45 years old, so you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm like I was felt like I was a little bit selfish, you know, for mm -hmm. years. Like, like I have so much knowledge and so much experience. Why am I not sharing this? You know, be, because there may be you don't know that something that you may say can trigger something with someone else and. You know, you may not be able to reach everybody. You may not even see it. There may be somebody on, on this show right now that may be like, yo, you know, what, what, what Freddie just said, man, I'm, I'm good to go. Like, wow, he just said that, I'm good. And so just just put it out there. Put it out there to the to the uh, people to let them know because we're, we're, we're reaching the age. You say you're 40 now? No, or, I'm, th I'm 35, man. I'm about to be 36. Oh, man. Yeah. Some wisdom yeah. with you, brother. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. Thirty-five ain't not that. Yeah, that, that's that, that's not young man. But I'm, 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 I can really hear the the uh, passion, and you just wanting to put good things out to people, man. So I'm, I'm really happy, man, that you invited me on here, man, because you know, not, not it's not a lot of people. I didn't know what you were gonna ask me tonight, and I usually try to, you know, try to get a little bit of, you know, try to find out what it is that you want to ask me, so I can brush up on it, because I don't give the best interviews, but I want it to be. I want to start just doing interviews and having people talk to me so I could be, you know, answer them as authentic as I can. So this is awesome, man. You you are uh, doing, doing a great job here, man. No, I appreciate you, man. And thank you for giving that information. I know we wired it down here. I got, well, I got three more questions for you, right? Hit me um, up. The first one is, uh, and like I was going through your page and seeing that thing and seeing the history from you, and, you know, and it looks like you appeared in really in just, photography and film and all that stuff how did you make that transition from that to you know content creator tiktok star like um well i was actually doing that type of stuff uh well i wasn't doing it it was just part of my personality who i was growing up um that i always tell people this story you know um when i was about 12 years old um i rewrote or i put lyrics to uh, the Sanford and Son theme song. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Will not say I know the I know the words to this day. At the age of twelve, it was a little raunchy, uh, but I sang it for my cousins, and they will sing that song to me to this like right now. This is <laughs> some years later. Remember that song that you wrote? So it's it's always been like that was my first parody type of song that I ever I ever did. Um, so it's been a part of me, you know, uh, just thinking of, I think outside the box. That's that's number one. Um, and I've always been hesitant and embarrassed even a little bit of how I thought. I thought I was crazy. I thought I was different. Mm -hmm. You know, my friend, block, they don't want to, you know, everybody's listening to this, uh, hip hop, gangster hip hop. This is early, this is mid 90s. So everybody wants to be like hardcore Timberland boots, army mm -hmm. fatigue. And uh, I would do that too. But behind closed doors, my imagination was running wild. And the only people who knew were the ones who was who were really close to me, um, my cousins, my, my really close friends. But at school and on the block, nobody could know that I was like, I'm thinking about this crazy stuff in my mind. But... Right. So fast forward, uh, um, I joined the military. My wife bought me a camera before I went to Afghanistan. And 
uh, my brother was into graphic designs and I just wanted to take great pictures and put them on Photoshop and do something uh, great with that. And then that led to me just, because um, I, I used to rap and once I felt like I was too old to rap, uh, I, I picked up a camera and just started doing something because creativity was just, it was running through my my, my, my veins. So uh, that led to doing photography, went to doing filmmaking, and now I'm buying all types of equipment. So I'm creating in some way, shape, or form. COVID-19 comes. This is 2020. Coronavirus right. is, is running rampant. We had to get shut down. And my daughter is like, uh, I needed something to do. Because I was doing rap videos uh, for people. I was doing weddings, uh, parties. I was shooting these great videos with my with my camera. And um, so I couldn't do that because things got locked down. And my daughter's like, hey, uh, I need y'all to help me do this dance on this app. And, <laughs> and I'm like, play that again? And she's like, I said, oh. That kind of remind me of, you know, these little goofy things I used to do back in the day. She said, it's TikTok. I said, put it on my phone. You know how old people are. <laughs> put it on my phone. And then she put it on my phone and gave it back to me. And, you know, after asking her how to push, you know, work the features a little bit after two weeks, I fell in love with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to sit my cameras down for a little while. And I'm just going to do these TikToks and, and go back to dreaming of, you know, when, when I was young, I wanted to be on stage and be Michael Jackson like we all did. Mm -hmm. and, and, and now I'm kind of in a fantasy or, or you know, a, a, a dream of just wanting to do something funny and goofy and exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that it happened because uh, I'm, I'm really able to, you know, put out to the world another side of me or an old side of me that, you know, was just uh, coming back again. And you know, it's funny that you say that too, because something that, and I'll put it out there because I've been kind of, uh, this gets give me the inspiration and stuff, but I, I, I love singing and doing all these things. And, and, and I'm like that too, just being funny and silly. My, my friends know that too, man. My, my, my closest friends know that I just, I, I, they just look at me like, man, boy, you just crazy, man. Like there's something not right with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But out of love and, 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 and that's something that I really need to to get back out there and and really and really just because I want to show my kids, like for instance, like you know, I went back to school, um, you know, when everything happened, I got laid off. I was lucky enough that my job was able to pay for me to go back to school, right? You know, the, I got, so I got one of my and my number one thing was like I don't know if my kids want to go to college or not, but I just want to show them that it's possible. So I made sure I went there and I got my degree and show them that if Daddy could do it, you could do it. Awesome. You know, so I need to be do all these things that. You know, if I can do it, I want to encourage him. Because my daughter, my, like we said, like our kids are sponges. Like my daughter, she's six, man. And she's just, she has an explosive personality. Really? I mean, like she is just like wildfire. She'll talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime, any, but like she does, she'll wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and she'll just be talking and conversing and making jokes all up till like 7.30 at night when we put her to bed, you know? Yeah, and it's too, man. Yeah, and I, and I want to encourage her that, you know what I mean? Like, to keep her pushing that because I don't want to lose it. Because that happened to me, you know what I mean? People kind of tell me, that, oh, you know, you can't do this and do that. And you kind of, like, kind of try to bury it and lose that. So I want to do the opposite and encourage her. As even so, the part, I remember I was one here, like, which really caught me off guard is that, because I do these shows, I took it to my show once, you know, to when I did an episode here because she wanted to meet one of the artists that was that I was interviewing. Um, but I, I was sitting here the other night and I was editing, you know, my podcast and stuff like that and the audio and, I, and my theme song started playing. 
And right on cue, I hear in the back of my, uh, right behind me, hear my daughter. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's your boy Fab. Thank you for, I'm like, wait, hold up, wait. Like, how you know my intro, baby girl? Like, how you like it? It's <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, the inflections, the tones, I mean, she just nailed it, you know. So I'm just so excited, you know, to do that and continue that. So I got to be able to doing that more. Um, and then getting that out there. So thank you for inspiring me. And as you were talking, man, I do apologize, but I came up with something else that I wanted to ask you because number one, you know, thank you for your service. And I know you was in the military, man. So I, any veteran out there, you know, man, thank you for going out there, man. As we see now what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, like it's just, it's real, you know? So I, I always make it a point that anytime I see somebody in uniform or anybody that I know who's, who's there, I, I thank you because, you know, without you, we wouldn't have our freedoms and what we have out tonight. So appreciate everything you did for us during your time in the military. Mm -hmm. um, but that also made me think of, you know, um, I remember a while ago, I was thinking about that myself, right, joining the military, and I would reach out to one of my cousins, and one of the reasons was because I felt like I lacked discipline, and I was like, you know, I figured maybe going to the, the, the military will instill that discipline on me, and my cousin told me, like, because he was a, he's a Marine, he's like, if that's the only reason you're going, don't do it, right. you know, so um, for you, what what helped you make that decision? Was it because of your dad being in the military? Was that kind of the influence that for you, or was it, like, how did that play for you to get in, involved? Uh... Well, my dad, of course, and then my, my older brother, he ended up uh, joining. He only did three years, but um, I really saw the, I didn't want to go to college, num number one. Uh, really wasn't uh, pushed or encouraged to go to college. Uh, I moved to Atlantic City uh, with a friend of mine right after high school, Atlantic City, New Jersey. And the plan was to, you know, work in the casinos for the rest of my life. It sounded like something cool to do, you know, just, just work at the casinos and uh, hanging out with, with this friend who uh, shall remain uh, nameless, if he's, which I, I don't think he is. And people who, who, who are on, I see some people who are on, they know exactly who I'm talking about, knucklehead guy. Uh, but he wanted to be a gangster. He wanted to be a gangster, and uh, I didn't. I moved down there with the hopes and the dream of, you know, at the time it was it was cool to talk about Donald Trump, Atlantic City casinos. Uh, so I wanted to meet him and, and just try to, you know, be a millionaire. That didn't work out. We started getting into some trouble. And I always had the Army career card from career day. For some reason, I kept that in my pocket. I don't know why. And so when... We, we got into a little bit, we like got by, you know, um, got out of trouble, not locked up or anything, but it was just something that opened my eyes and said, I gotta do something, I gotta get out of here. And it was it was the army. I said, I'll get this guy a call and tell him to get me out of here. I don't, I wanna have one more summer and uh, I'll join the military. And I joined and got out several times and finally accumulated 22 years and able to retire. Wow. Last year. Yep. Uh, wow. Yep. Uh, 22 years in the military, and it's, it's turned out to be the best best decision that I've made because uh, I met my wife. She was in the military. That's how I met her. Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, I owe a lot to Uncle Sam. Um, uh, went to war once. Uh, went to Korea, but um, actually, you know, at war one time. Um, great experience. Learned a lot. Uh, I had the discipline prior to going. Right, I, right. 
my my father, I knew about what they call GI parties. If anybody on from in the military, we had GI parties, which is just a big cleaning up everything party. My dad made us do that when uh, we went to live with him. So uh, I felt like I had always had discipline in me. It was just I, I needed something to do with my life, and um, so yeah, it was it was joining the military, and it worked out. Happy. Awesome. Enough. Happy that it worked out for you. I'm happy that, you know, everything that's going on for you right now, I mean, I continue to wish you so much success, man. I love your videos. I, you know what I mean? I think you're amazing, you know, especially with, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's a new route or how you're incorporating more of this positivity and stuff and reaching out because, again, it's it's in line to kind of what I'm doing. So, uh, again, you know, continue to all that stuff. So, as we wind down, I got two simple questions for you, last ones, right? So, number one is, you know, through your whole life up to right now, you know, in your life, what do you think has been the best advice you've received? Best advice I received. Hmm. Wow. Ah, it's a good one. See some great advice over the years. I'm trying to narrow them down. Let's say uh, advice. Oh, man. I would just say um, believing in God. Believe it in God, because there, there was a time where I was like, I, I, I don't know how, how, how real, you know, God was. And so um, uh, uh, someone coming up to me and saying, hey, have you have you tried praying? I'm like, of course I did. I'm always they all That's what they tell you to do every time. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, is to pray about it. And so I was like, ah. but they, 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 they said, keep praying. I said, oh, OK. And so uh, from, from there, I started feeling like, you know, God was starting to speak through me. I'm not a deeply religious man. Uh, mm-hmm. Try to be spiritual. Um, I, I believe in the spirit of, of, of God. And so um, I, I truly believe now that he, he, he's putting some stuff in me to put out to the world. Uh, maybe not in a way that he may want me to, but this is, this is something that, that tells me that, that, that he's... Um, uh, speaking through me to put out uh, some some stuff, uh, and so yes, for someone to say, you know, believe, keep on believing, keep on praying, uh, uh, really work wonders in 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 uh, my life. Uh, so that would probably be the biggest one right there. I would have to say, you know, what, and it's it's uh, wild that you would say that, right? Because. Um, and again, again, this is probably just God working in his ways and things like that and how I put things in line because I was watching, again, going through the gram and looking at different reels as I do and looking for different inspirations and stuff. I came across something and it was this girl talking about how we all um, know the word, the magical words, abracadabra, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and again, I'm not sure if it's 100% true, but it made me start to think, right? She said that the words uh, abracadabra stems from Judaism, right? And what it stands for is actually is um, I will create as I speak. Mm. So it's all about manifestation. So when you're saying about praying and all those things, and it's really not asking about God, you know, for him to do anything, um, Mm. but it's really about creating your own future, right? You know, putting out the energy in the universe and manifesting what's going to happen in your life. Because I, and, and, and even now, like meeting with my wife, I came across, she, she introduced me to the book called the secret. Mm-hmm. which is all about that, about manifestation, right? And, and, the, and the law of attraction and all those things. And I started to look back and all these things is that, you know, I, I 
you know, whatever you think about it, really, you create your own future. Like, I look back at my life and everything up until this point that I really wanted, that I really thought about, that I really, you know, desired to have, I received. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, all because of speaking that, you know, even from her, you know, like I said, I met her in high school and we didn't start dating there, but I knew, like, I kept her in my mind. I was like, I want to meet her again one day. And years later, you know, now we're married with two kids. Mm. You know, I wanted to have two kids. I wanted to have a boy and a girl. I wanted to have my girl first to help with my boy. To, and I had my girl first, and now I have my son. And it, so all these things, it's about that, you know, it's abracadabra. I will create as I speak. And that's, like I said, a very powerful. When we go to praying, it's not about asking the Lord or something like that is really creating that belief and really creating what you want by speaking it out and putting right. it out in the universe. So right. it's, 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 it's key that you said that. And I think that I just had to bring that up as, as you know, as we're connecting the dots, you know, as, as everything's going on here. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. Absolutely. And, and um, so my last thing here, my last question for you um, is, you know, again, with everything that you've gone through and looking at the younger generation, right, because we're trying to lead them into the right path and really help them grow, what is one piece of advice you would like to offer them? Uh, to believe. Believe in yourself. Um, uh, stay the course. Believing is staying the course because there will be ups and downs along your journey. Confirmation. Yes, Shamise. Uh Confirmation. There will be ups and, ups and downs along the way, but believe it. You know, there will be times where you feel like uh, you, you don't, you know, you want to give up. You don't want to be bothered, but, but, but just understand that that's part of your journey is uh, staying the course, staying motivated, reach out. This may be a lot of stuff right here that I'm, that I'm saying. <laughs> Correlates to one thing, um, to... Uh, stay the course, believe, reach out, don't be embarrassed to be different. If you feel like, you know, you want to be the guy that want to, you know, dance to Michael Jackson in front of people instead of behind closed doors like I did, um, don't, don't, don't be that guy. I, I mean, if you decide to, you know, you, you come out of the room and, and let your light shine whenever you're ready, but make sure that it's on your time. Don't be embarrassed. Don't listen to negativity. Believe in yourself, and you will work wonders. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a living testament. Um, this is, it's happened to me, and I'm so glad that that I did. Because I'm still, you know, pushing things out to the, to, to the world that I've never, you know, believed. Like a lot of people tell me, man, they're like, yo, I can't believe. Like, I didn't know that you were this funny. Always, I don't think that I'm really funny. I have a sense of humor. Uh, just like anybody else, I'm able to quickly come up with a joke. And, you know, we grew up cracking jokes on people. Um, yeah. it's, it's always been in my nature. Like, it's, it's been a part of me. I just didn't want to put it out. You know, that's it. going back to what I said earlier. I didn't want people to know. I was embarrassed to be. And I thought it was corny. Right. You feel it. Go ahead and do it. Believe in yourself and put it out there, kids, because, um, you know, you, you, you will see a different you. You will feel a light and, and you will shine in that light whenever you, you know, decide to believe in yourself. And it is awesome. Well, awesome, man. Thank you for that advice. Thank you so much for your time. And again, I'm so honored and humbled to have you on my show, man. I really appreciate you. You know, hopefully I get you again for my other one. We can sit down and talk again. Um, but again, you know, continue to do what you do, and I wish you nothing but the nothing but success, positivity, joy, anything to come your way, man. I wish you just all the best things in the world, my man.
Likewise, Freddie, appreciate you having me on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of what, what you got going on now. I know we recently just started talking, but uh, good luck to you. I'm, I'm glad that you have the, the, the support that you need and that you, you've coming out of your shell and now you're tackling things that you want to do in this life. We need more brothers like you, and thank you again. No, I appreciate any time. I want to thank everybody for watching, man, and tune in for next week at a Saturday Night Sit Down. As always, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed.